sports have always played a very, very near and dear or had a very near and dear place in my heart. Athletics, like so many of us, so many people that played sports or competed at something, really anything as a young person or even as an adult in life. I think that we all know that it's a wonderful teacher. It gives us humility when we get our butts kicked or our asses handed to us. It gives us elation and just a feeling of amazing accomplishment when we succeed and we win. It gives us a sense of camaraderie and teamwork, working with other people. It helps us to overcome adversity. It helps us to realize our limitations and figure out how to push past those. It helps us to to learn how to get better, how to work hard, how to focus. And these are obviously, from my perspective, really, really, really important skills that if we did not have sport or competition or any kind of an endeavor where you are working to improve. I don't care if you are in the symphony orchestra, if you are in the theater, or if you're playing chess, or if you are you know, competing in a spelling bee, or if you're playing tennis, it doesn't matter to me because the principles and the lessons that are available to you through sport and open competition are incredible. They're unmatched. And I do not believe that you can engineer or I think that that's the right term. I don't think that you can just engineer it no matter how much you want to, no matter how much you want kids and young people to feel a sense of fairness and a sense of accomplishment. I want everybody to feel good about themselves. I want people to realize and recognize that you are worthy person that you are you are worthy of feeling as great about yourself as you possibly can but you don't just get that you're not entitled to it it requires work you must put the work in to get that stuff to get the good stuff to have things worthwhile, to feel accomplished, you must accomplish something. Yet I think that that's missed on a lot of people. That's lost on a lot of people. To feel accomplished, you must accomplish something. That's about as basic and common sense as it gets, but that's that's not where we're at. Briefly, about me, Sport and competition has just had so much value over the course of my life. I grew up in northern Minnesota where everybody played hockey, and my mom did an awesome job raising my brother and I, and she was a single mom. So there was no hockey dad to do a lot of the things that hockey dads do. Um, And I didn't play hockey. I played for a while, but I really happened into to find my place with tennis and i found it to be so wonderful because it wasn't there weren't a lot of people in northern minnesota playing tennis shocker 
but there were no hockey moms or hockey dads. There were no politics. There was no judge with their scoring system. There was just, there there were no, it wasn't my kid's going to play because I don't like your kid, whatever. None of that. It was, you show up, you enter the tournament, which is an open competition. You play your match and you win or you lose. If you win, you get to do it again. If you keep winning, you win the whole thing. There's no sentiment, no feelings. You win or lose. And I just thought this is amazing. So I went on to be a very, very successful tennis player. Played at the collegiate level, Division One scholarship winner. That's where I'm coming from today. I identify as a competitor. I identify as an athlete. I'll be 45 this month, and I still everything. Some of the, many of the lessons that sport, when I was a little boy, tennis taught me, has benefited me through my entire life. So when when I see that that is trying to be shortcutted or people try to run an end around and just give people to try to give people those feelings without earning it, it's just not going to work. It's, it is your, it's just not going to work. I guess that's kind of the fundamental thing. Simple. It will not work and it's going to have negative and far-reaching effects that I think that from my perspective and maybe yours, as you look around society and you see the way that we're behaving, you can probably point to this whole self-esteem movement, participation trophies, and all this other nonsense that we've been shoving, foisting on young people and the chickens come home to roost. So competition, sport, Endeavoring to improve upon something teaches so many things, teaches you how to set goals and work towards them. It teaches you how to deal with adversity, how to get better, how to be gritty. Like I talked about, it teaches you habits. It teaches you all of these wonderful things. It teaches you how to get good at something. When you do these things, amazing things happen. You realize your capabilities. You realize I'm really good at this. And I'm not so good at this, but I think I could get good at that if I work my butt off, if I work hard, if I commit, put in the time and the effort, I will reap the rewards of it. And those rewards are maybe a trophy, maybe great friendships and teammates, a sense of accomplishment because you accomplished something, confidence and self-esteem. That's where self-esteem comes from. It doesn't come from somebody telling me that I should have self-esteem. Self-esteem comes from myself, from accomplishing things, working hard in service of a greater goal, doing what it takes to get there, to make that happen. That's where it comes from. So there it is, the self-esteem. What do you think about that term? What do you think about self-esteem? I remember that Offspring song. I think it was called Self-Esteem. That was literally the first time when I heard that song, I didn't know what that term was. Maybe I was a moron. You could look back to the year that it was released. I'm like, what is self-esteem? 
I honestly had no idea what it was. I think I was in junior high or high school and I just didn't know what that was. Somebody had to explain it to me I'm like, oh, it's kind of like the first time somebody explained mindfulness to me. I'm like, well, that's the most obvious thing in the world. So I'm just aware of what I'm thinking about. I'm aware of my actions and how it impacts other people in the world. Well, there you go. Self-esteem. And I think that like I've been talking about so many of us, a lot of us, a huge chunk of society, if not the majority, are just getting it all wrong. Again, I believe self-esteem comes from achievement. Other people believe that self-esteem leads to achievement. Again, I believe self-esteem comes from achievement. Other people believe that having self-esteem will lead to achievement. So it's really, it's chicken of the egg. Which one comes first? Which one came first? Where did self-esteem come from? Where did the self-esteem movement come from? Believe it or not, you're not going to believe this. It came from California. You can look it up. In 1986, the California legislature created a self-esteem task force and funded it with over $250,000. That was a lot of money back then. The whole theory was that increasing self-esteem in a child will lead to increased performance, better grades, better classroom attendance, all of it. Okay, Today it blossoms. It's blossomed into a literally a billion dollar industry and it has infiltrated and affected and infected schools, other institutions, and it's given us participation trophies. And I mean, I mean, a participation trophy, it's a punchline, but it's a thing. So why am I talking about it? Well, glad you asked, because while I've certainly been aware of the existence of participation trophies for years and years and years, I got to see it firsthand a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, lucky me. Finally, finally, my kid's soccer game. I... uh want all of my kids to grow up to be very, very independent, self-confident, self-assured young people that grow up to be great, productive adults. So support them in whatever they want to play. So my oldest said, I want to play soccer. I said, great, let's do that. So we got him signed up in the soccer league. Get to the end of the first game, and they didn't have a coach. So it was a young guy who was sort of running everything. And uh, get to the end of the game, we got our butts kicked. And uh, he gathers everybody around, and out come the participation medals. Everybody got a medal. I almost threw, him, threw up my mouth. I was like, you got to be effing kidding me. I wasn't prepared. I didn't know. I didn't know that we were going to do this. It's like, oh my God, look at my wife. She just knew that this was going to make my head explode. But fine, take your medal. They're happy about it. All the kids were happy about it. Who doesn't like medals? These kids are like four, five, and six years old. So they're looking at it. They're super happy about the ribbon and the medal and everything else. We spent a lot of time talking about it and what competition is and everything else. And I'm sure that my son loved it. But anyway, next game. Since I saw that there was no coach and I look for opportunities and when I see an opportunity, I take responsibility and I step up. So I became the coach. So now I'm coaching the team. 
trying to do a good job. Told you I was a tennis player. I know enough about soccer. Probably don't know anything about soccer. Anyway, I had a strategy, put it to work, and it was going just fine. And actually, the same team, we were playing the same team, and they're just a better team than we were. So they were winning. And about a third of the way through the game, I think that there were six kids on the field at once or whatever. The referee comes over and says, "We need you need to take one of your kids out. And we had an extra kid. So we already had to have one kid sitting out and having kids rotate in and out. So he comes and he says, well, you need to take one of your kids out. I said, why? He said, because they're, they, one of their kids is going to be sitting. And I yelled over to the other coach. I'm like, why, why is one of your kids out? And she responds and says, they're tired. <laughs> it's like, really? Said, okay. And I said, well, that's not, it's not, and she said, it's, it's not fair that you have six and we have five. To which I obviously responded, well, it's not fair. I've got, you know, all these, I've got another child that is wanting to play, but cannot. And now you're going to make another one of my players not play. That's not fair. That's not fair. You're not allowing them to get out and compete. And so, you know, blah, 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 blah. I said, well, what about, you You know, let's just turn the jersey inside out and my kid can go play on your kid's team or your team. So I don't, yeah, I guess we could do that, this, that, and the other thing. It just, it's like, what's going on here? Anyway, head exploding, trying to get it done. And at the end of it, I mean, the, they were better than we are. So this isn't, and that's really irrelevant. It's not about winning or losing. We were losing. It's all about just competing. It's all about whether you're winning or you're losing, giving out, giving it your best. So there's so much weird stuff going on uh, between people's ears and in sports and youth sports. So I, I was curious, I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I want to spend some time thinking about this. What is going on with participation trophies? I got into the self-esteem movement that I talked about in California, this, that, and the other thing. And now it's everywhere. So it's not just California. And California is great. I'm not begging on California, even though I'm begging on California. But I asked ChatGPT, the wealth of all knowledge in the universe, what the benefit of participation trophies were. And it told me that the idea was to acknowledge and celebrate the effort and commitment of all participants rather than just those who come in first place. The idea was to boost self-esteem, which I already mentioned, to encourage participation. So figure that if you're going to get a medal that you're going to help people participate. Fostering a positive attitude can help cultivate a positive attitude toward competition and sportsmanship. It's not just about winning, but enjoying the experience. Okay. Teaching life skills, participation trophies can teach important life skills such as teamwork, dedication, perseverance, and the value of effort. Not so sure about that. Reducing pressure, presence of participation trophies can reduce the intense pressure and stress that sometimes come with competitive sports, especially for children. This can help create a more enjoyable and less anxiety-inducing environment for participants. You think that that's a benefit? I think that you're nuts. That is the opposite of what sport is designed to do. You can go play on the playground. Go, go do that. Go play a game of tag. We don't need to put an entire league together to, to, to accomplish that. Inclusivity, participation. And I don't, I'm putting my values on ChatGPT's answer. I should just read it. 
participation trophies promote inclusivity by recognizing all efforts. This is important in new sports, learning and developing, rather than winning at all costs. It's clear who the good players are. Get out of here. So then I said, thanks, ChatGPT. What are the arguments against them? She said, he said, it said, why am I making it a gender in it? Who knows? Weirdo. Well, participation trophies have their, that's a whole nother conversation. What gender is Chat GPT? And it is okay to ask that. And that's for sure me putting my values on a computer program or an artificial intelligence. Anyway, back to what the benefits are, or rather the arguments against diminishing the value of achievement. Yes, it 100% does that. Undermining competitiveness. Yes, it does that as well. Reducing incentive to improve. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. You Yikes. That's huge. Fostering unrealistic expectations. Ah, yeah. By the way, in your soccer game today, Timmy and Tiffany, Aiden and Bailey, you're going to get a trophy. But when you're grown up, probably not going to work out that way. Unless, of course, everything just continues going the direction it's going. And then I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm a dinosaur. Diminishing the meaning of winning. Yep, for sure. Not preparing for failure. Yes. Distorting the concept of merit. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I would like to I would like to sit down and talk with somebody about this. Have a, a an open and honest really genuine conversation with somebody who wants to who would be willing to explain to me the value of participation trophies and taking it all out to its logical conclusion. Like if this is what we want and this is now a 60-year-old person this five-year-old you just gave a participation trophy to and gave them engineered self-esteem, which I don't think you can do, but let's assume that you did. And then play that out over the next 55 years of their life. Just as call it the next 60 years of their life. They're, they're in essentially student life and, and, and professional life versus the opposite, which, which is going to be better. And I think we're probably what? About halfway through that experiment. We're about halfway through that experiment. If it was in 1985 or whatever it was in California where this task force began. So that was what? 15 years ago to 2000 and then now add 23 years. So 38 coming on 40 years. So yeah, here we are. That's interesting. This is worth exploring a little bit more. In closing here, have you seen this help wanted ad from Ernest Shackleton and what Ernest Shackleton was going to do? He was going to go on this Arctic expedition and he put this ad in the paper. Here it is. Men wanted for hazardous journey, low wages, bitter cold, long hours of complete darkness, safe return, doubtful, honor and recognition in event of success. Who in the world would apply for that? Well, it turns out over 5,000 men responded to that want ad right there. 
over 5,000. Literally, serendipitously talking yesterday morning with a graduate of West Point, which is the military academy. He, is an, he went on to become an army ranger, and now he's a business owner. I asked him about the armed forces recruiting, um, just how it's going. And he told me that the Marines have never had a problem with recruitment. <laughs> they, he said, they tell you straight up, this is going to be the hardest thing that you're ever going to do. And that's what drew him to service. The desire to push and to challenge himself and to test his limits. If you think the participation trophies are a good idea, you don't think that way. From my perspective, your problem is that you think everybody else thinks and feel the same way you do, but they don't. There are plenty of people out there that want to be challenged and want to push themselves past their limits. They want to figure out what they're really capable of doing, and they want to do really hard things. And they want to do those really hard things all the time. So moving forward, I would be grateful if you kept your participation trophies away from my kids. We'll get a trophy if we win or we won't. And we'll get some ice cream on the way home. Do your part by doing your best.